You're listening to a podcast from Victory. God is the provider of our redemption. Learn more about this through Abraham's story in week four of our series, Awesome God. Our word for today is found in the book of Genesis, chapter 22, verses 9 to 14. When they came to the place which God had told him, Abraham built the altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to slaughter his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. He said, Do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, seeing you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him was a ram, caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. Verse 14, So Abraham called the name of that place, The Lord will provide. As it is said to this day, On the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning, everyone. We are now at week four of our series entitled Awesome God. The past few weeks, we have been meditating on the attribute of God, examining His goodness and His greatness, not only in the lives of the people of the Bible, but more importantly, of how we could apply it in our daily lives and in our season, wherever God has called us into. I believe that the Lord has a mighty word for each and every one of us. And thank you for inviting your friends, your family to this link. Please continue to share our audio podcasts, our our YouTube channels, our Facebook links. Please do continue to share the Word of God to others. As, As we look into our scripture today, we are focusing on Genesis chapter 22. We go back to the life of Abraham. If you would remember, last week we talked about Abram. Now, because of the change of spelling, it might be subtle in our eyes, but to God and to Abraham, that was a very significant thing. From his name from Abram to Abraham, it means from the exalted father to go to the uh, father of multitudes, there is something spiritual that happened in the life of Abraham. You see, in our faith walk, in our journey with, with God, is, uh, every day is an opportunity for Him to reveal Himself to us. And it is also an opportunity for us to interact with Him. As He expresses His love to us, we respond in faith, we respond in trust. And that is also the same in the life of, our, of, of the, the, the character of our story today, who is Abraham. We go to Genesis chapter 22, verse 1. It says there, After these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham. And he said, and he said Here I am. Now we're going to go through chapter 22. And uh, we didn't read the entire uh, chapter uh, this morning, but I encourage each and every one of us 
to please review that even in your quiet time. So let's go back to the verse. It says there, the God called Abraham and he said, here I am. While I was preparing this, the word here I am, which is, which is one word in the, in the Greek language, uh, here I am means that you are ready, that you are focused, that you are, there's no place you'd rather be, that you, uh, you are available and you have God's uh, undivided, you have the undivided attention towards God. That is the meaning of here I am. And it made such an impression in my heart that I looked at the passage of scriptures that we're about to, to ponder on this, this morning. It made an impression of how Abraham has changed from the, the moment that he was called to leave his father, to leave his land, to leave his family from the Ur, the Ur of Chaldeans, but to, to a point in Genesis chapter 22 where you, you could notice the confidence, the obedience, the, the, the demeanor of Abraham was much, much different. I guess it is, a, a, it is a result of all those years walking with God, being tested by God. And in all those testings, in all those experiences, in all those encounters with God, I believe that Abraham was deeper in his faith. It says there in, in verse 1, after these things, after all that has happened, God tested Abraham. Do you know that God is not done with you and I? The moment that God is done with us is probably the time that we get to see Jesus up in heaven. But every day, as I mentioned, is an opportunity for us to walk with Him and see and to, for, for Him to reveal Himself to us. And this is the posture of the father of faith. He said, here I am. So today, we are going to look at three life lessons from the father of our faith depicted in all his responses of here I am from in Genesis chapter 22, verses 1 to 14. Okay, this is, here's my first point. The first point is faith obeys the word of God completely. Faith obeys the word of God completely. In verse 2, the command of God is clear. He said, I he said in verse 2, Take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah, and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. At this moment in time, the word of God, the voice of God came into Abraham. And I, I don't know what type of turmoil, what type of doubt, what type of fear, what type of question did Abraham had in his heart. Because it, this command almost did not make sense, or it did not make sense, at least in the eyes of Abraham. Abraham, it, it probably questioned, it, there was probably something brewing inside of him that he wanted to ask God or question God, Lord, what do you mean? Nevertheless, okay, nevertheless, look at what Abraham's response was. In verse 3, so Abraham rose early in the morning. He listened to the voice of God immediately. He did not delay. He didn't wait for a week, a month, a year. As, as, as soon as he received the word, he obeyed completely. Faith obeys the word of God completely. If ever there was fear and doubt and questions in the heart of Abraham and in his mind, he did not articulate it to God. He, in, in, in fact, obeyed right away. It says in verse 3, so Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him and his son Isaac. 
And this is where you could see that there was something happening in, inside of Abraham. And he cut the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. You see, in the stature like, of someone like Abraham, in the, his status, he who do not cut wood, there's something going on that he took it upon himself to cut his own wood for the burnt offering for the sacrifice. I believe that there was something battling there, there was something bothering him. Yet, despite of all the things that has been going on, swirling around his, 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 his situation, Abraham obeyed because that's his faith. And faith obeys, obeys the word of God completely. No questions asked. He rose up. And on, on verse 4, it says, On the third day, Abraham lifted, lifted up his eyes and saw the place. Then Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with, with the donkey, and I and the boy will go over there and worship and come to you again. One of the faith declarations of Abraham rose up in this moment of, of time. He said to his young men, Stay with the donkey. We will go up there to the mountain of, to the, to the mountain of Moriah. But I and the boy will come back to you after we worship. What a faith declaration from, from Abraham. How did he know that he was going to come back with Isaac? I, I don't know if he knew the full extent of his declaration. But you see, I love how he declared that we would worship and we would come back. I wonder if Abraham knew the cost of this worship. I wonder if he knew what was about to transpire. I wonder if he foresaw what was about to happen and what God was about to reveal to him. In our times of following God, where has God taken you and I? Where are our Moriahs? Where, how, how much is the cost for us to truly worship Him? It could be a lesson that we learned in the past year, it could be in the quietness of the hospital room while we were battling a sickness or we, we were believing for a healing for a loved one. The cost is great for us to have true worship. I don't know where your faith has taken you, but at least in the life of our, the father of our faith, Abraham, it took him to Moriah into a place where he could magnify and exalt the Lord God. Faith obeys the word of God completely. Secondly, faith surrenders to God absolutely. That is our second point. In, it says in verse 6, And Abraham took wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac his son. And he took in his hand the fire and knife, so they both went, both of them together. And Isaac said to his father, Abraham, my father, and he said, here I am. There, there, there's that phrase again. Here I am, my son. And then, and then Isaac asked, he said, Behold the fire and the wood, but there is the, where is the lamb for a burnt offering? It's, uh, as I said, mentioned in the second point, faith surrenders to God absolutely. In, in his eyes, probably the, the narrative, Isaac was about a teenager during this time of this ordeal. And it was a practical question from a young lad like Isaac to ask his father, where is the burnt offering? But I love how Abraham responded to his son. 
The same here I am when God called him was the same here I am that Abram uses to respond to his son. Could it be that because of the relationship of our father Abraham to the God Almighty, it resulted into a better relationship, into a deeper loving relationship with his son? You see, the first mention of the Bible of the word, or at least the expression of the word love is found in Genesis chapter 22. The first mention of love, the, the verse that we read, sacrifice your son, your one and only son whom you love. The first expression, the first use, first mention of the word love in the Bible describes the relationship between Abraham and Isaac. Is that, is, isn't that a, a wonderful thing that the the love first mentioned is between a relationship of a father and of a son. I want you to remember that because as in the following passages, we would see how God expressed that love, and that is important. So hold on to that as we return to that later on. So this is another faith declaration by Abraham. He said, in, uh, he said in verse 8, Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. So they went, both of them, together. I want you to know, well, when Isaac asked for something that is missing physically, the answer of his father Abraham, his impartation to his son was a spiritual answer. Isaac was saying, okay, dad, father, where is the burnt offering? And something arose inside of Abraham and answered him with the eyes of faith. God will provide. He's not only going to provide, he's going to provide a lamb for the offering, my son. Look at that, that confidence, that obedience. I hope that we are, we are, uh, we, we are observing this. No, no longer did was we see an Abram that in Genesis chapter 16 went wayward from the will of God. No, no, no longer do we see an Abram that went to Egypt because he doubted because famine might affect his family. This is an Abram that is more deeper, that is deeper in his relationship with God, and he acts as if he really does. I wonder how we would react differently as we grow deeper in our faith in God. And look at the confidence, his declaration, his spiritual declaration. God will provide for the lamb, my son. Because faith surrenders to God, absolutely. I could imagine when Abraham and Isaac locked their eyes together. I wonder if there, was, there were memories that flashed back in the eyes or in the mind of Abraham. And he probably was Imagining the times where they were spending time together. They were tending sheep together. I don't know what they were doing as they're bonding time together. I wonder if he thought that I am going to give my very best to God. No questions asked. God asked for him, and I am going to give him no matter what. Look at the trust factor of Abraham during this time. He surrendered to God, absolutely. He trusts Him. And it was evident. And in verse 10, we read, this is the moment of truth. Then Abraham, as, as they were in that, in that place, in the moment of truth, the moment, uh, the, the climax of our story, then Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to slaughter his son. Do you, could you imagine this? 
No amount of uh, Netflix K-drama, no amount of drama on, on, on YouTube that you probably were watching, binge-watching. I don't know what you're watching right now. But no amount would compare to this moment in time. Imagine the father of our faith was about to kill his son. I don't know what kind of emotion that musters. I, could, uh, I couldn't even imagine it. It says there, when he was about to slaughter his son, at that exact moment in time, the angel of God, Lord, the God himself, intervened. And he called out to Abram. In verse 11, it mentions, But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here I am. This is the third here I am. Hearing the voice of God, hearing the voice of Isaac, and hearing God again. But this time, the call was very different. You see, every time that your, your, your name is mentioned and you are called in the Bible twice, Abraham, Abraham, that is a sign of such intimacy. And here, the Lord God was showing how intimate his relationship is with Abraham. Because faith, this is our third point, faith waits on the Lord patiently. In his mind, probably Abraham was, was saying to himself as he was walking up to the mountain of Moriah, as he was traveling from Beersheba to Moriah, he was probably thinking, probably I'd leave my knife. Probably I'd, I'd do something else. Lord, if you are going to intervene, Lord, intervene now. Not on the first day, second day, third day. Not in the moment that I was about to plunge, he was about to plunge that knife into his son. But God, in His perfect timing, He's never too late, never too early, intervened right in the middle of our story. And it, in, in such godly way, in a such, in a still, I don't know if it was a still small voice, but I believe that Abraham accepted it with confidence because of that intimate call, Abraham, Abraham. And another response by Abraham is, here I am. I am ready. I am focused. You have my undivided attention. Always available. Whatever the circumstance, whatever the consequence may be. He listened to the angel and stopped. He listened to the angel and stopped in God's perfect timing. And it says in verse 12, as we continue, he said, Do not lay your hand on the boy. Or do anything to him, for now I know that you fear God, seeing you have not withheld your son, your one and only son from me. So that was what God told Abraham. If that was me, I could have told God, Lord, what do you mean now you know? I thought you were the omniscient one. I, I thought you were all-knowing. What do you mean now I know? I could only imagine the lesson that God was imparting to Abraham. Of course, I know how much you love me. But the question is, do you know how much you love me? God was imparting to Abraham, do you know the great lengths you would go to show your love for this almighty God? You know, the rabbis believe that it is incomplete to teach people how to believe in God and not to teach them that God believes in them. I believe in years of walking with God 
God wanted to, to, to show Abram, you have come a long way, my son. You know how to sacrifice. You know how to obey. And you know how to wait for me. Continuing on with the verses in verse 13, it says, And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by his thorns, and Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. That moment of redemption, that instead of Isaac being offered, God provided a ram. And the third faith declaration by Abraham, it says in verse 14, so Abraham called the name of that place, the Lord will provide. As it, as it is said to this day, on the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. One attribute of God is He is Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide. The Lord is going to provide everything that we need to obey, everything that we need to surrender, everything that we need to wait on Him. He is Jehovah Jireh. Abraham declared it himself. God is my provider. But reading through these passages of Scripture, I was kind of inquiring of God, Lord, why did Abraham show so much obedience, so much faith, so much, his, his posture was that of humility. How did he respond? Why did he respond to you that way? And I believe one of the answers to that question, one of the answers to that question would be found in Hebrews chapter 11, Verse 17 to 19, this is what it says. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. And he who had received the promises was in the act of offering up his only son, of whom it was said, through Isaac shall your offspring be named. He knew, he believed, he trusted God that the fulfillment of him being Abraham, the father of multitudes, would be through the lineage of Isaac. And he considered that God was able even to raise him from the dead. What faith, what confidence, what declaration by Father Abraham. He knew that God would be able to raise Isaac from the dead. So though he, that knife went through his heart, I believe that in his heart of hearts, Abraham knew that God could do a miracle on his behalf. Now mind you, before this moment in time, there was no, nothing recorded in Scripture that God raises people from the dead. Yet, Abraham knew that he had the ability to do that. that is our, that's faith. When, God, when, when, when Abraham declared, Jehovah Jireh, He is going to provide everything that I need in the moment when I am going to need it. Through his will and purpose, he knew that God was trustworthy. He knew that God was good for his word. So I don't know what you're believing God, the promises that you're holding God for, the promises that you're believing him for, the promises that you're holding on through all throughout these years. But I want you to know that your faith is in the, on the right track because you are holding on to him. Just like Abraham believed that he is powerful. He is able and he is willing. God provides. God provides. Church, God provides. 
if there is one thing that we could get from this, this, uh, this preaching is that He provides for your situation. For us to obey completely, for us to surrender, for us to surrender absolutely, and for us to wait patiently. Before we end our time together, I'd like to close by going back to the faith declaration of Abraham to his son. He said in verse 8, Abraham said, God will provide himself for a lamb. But as we go on through the narrative, we didn't see a lamb. There was no lamb in this day that, uh, that Abraham declared God will provide in, the Mount, in Mount Moriah. But in the hills of Calvary, a lamb did appear. A lamb was indeed offered. The lamb of God that will take away the sin of the world. God does provide for everything that we need. And his, our ultimate need is our redemption from our sins. It did not happen in Moriah. No lamb was sacrificed there. But somewhere near Moriah, in the hills of Calvary, in the hill of Calvary, Jesus, Jesus was offered. In John 3.16, it says, For God so loved the world that He gave he gave His one and only Son, depicting the command of God to Abraham. Take your Son, your one and only Son, whom you love. He is never going to ask us. God is never going to ask us for something that He is not Himself willing to give us. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, the Son whom He loves, that whosoever believes in Him shall not perish, but shall have eternal life. Ultimately, our need, our ultimately need is not healing. It's not financial gain. It's not restoration of our relationships, although all of those we could obtain, we could, we could be blessed from God, by God. But our ultimate need is the need to be saved from our sins. God so loved the world. When, the Israel, when Israelites hear the, word, the phrase one and only son that you love, the first mention in the Bible of the word love, it is parallel to John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever shall believe in him shall not perish but have eternal life. God provided salvation for you, and He gives us the grace to accept. He gives us the grace to be under His Lordship because Jesus is the ultimate provision in our greatest need of redemption. Let me say that again. Jesus is the ultimate provision in our greatest, to our greatest need of redemption. If you're here today and a friend, a family member shared this link with you and you have not given your life to Jesus, I'd like to encourage you to go ahead and give Him your life right now. Don't wait for another week, for another day, for another hour. Just like Abraham, 
he responded immediately. And you do that by praying with me. Say, Lord Jesus. Come on, come with, uh, say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me of my sins. I now acknowledge that you, Jesus, are forgiver. I now acknowledge that I am sinful and I repent of my sin. I accept you, Lord and Savior, over my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for your grace from this moment forward. I give my life to you and I'm going to live my life for you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. And if you prayed that prayer, I have a great news for you. 2021 is a different year because this is the year you bow down your knee, your tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. And I believe that the destiny that you have in God will be fulfilled because we worship, serve, magnify a God who provides. And to every one of us, I hope that we take this to heart, that as we grow deeper in our relationship with God, we just don't know of Him, we just are not dependent of stories about Him, but we really experience Him and we really have a relationship with Him because we know Him relationally. God bless you, everyone, and see you next week.